Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about God's mercy and forgiveness for those who have had an abortion experience in their past and are trying to navigate the rather stormy, sometimes I guess rather stormy, waters of uh, healing from that from that experience. And my name is Tim Welsh. I'm the executive director for Bethesda Healing Ministry. I'm joined as usually with usual with usually. I'm joined as usually. <laughs> How fun is that? Yeah, we said we're going to have fun this morning. (laughs) I'm joined as usually with with my wife, Joe. Hello. Uh, Hi. Hi. Hi again. So, for the listening audience, you have to, I I just want to bring you inside the tent a little bit. You know, Joe and I drive in from uh, uh, Lancaster. It's about a 45 minute drive, maybe 50 minutes, depending on traffic. Sometimes it's an hour, I guess. And she and I have a real difference of opinion on how these radio shows should go. It's, um, uh, she, wants to be really uber prepared and she likes to take notes and uh, you know find out what questions that i ask and and you know be prepared and research and all this other stuff you know and so i like to just wing it and have a conversation here which i think is the real value of this program it's just a conversation about uh from a couple of people who've been through the abortion experience in our past and so i just have to say that you don't normally wing it with anything else but this. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so, you know, winging it's really not in your nature, but I'm I'm happy to play along. So, welcome to Triumph. <laughs> this is a show about God's mercy and forgiveness. Do, are, we, are we remembering any of that? <laughs> yes. So, yes. so, you know, what we wanted to do today, I think, is is something that we haven't done uh, yet, you know, we've talked about a lot of the emotional aspects of the abortion experience, and we've talked about the experience itself. We've talked about um, the journey a little bit. We've talked about the effects it's had on us as a couple and you as a woman and me as a man and the differences between uh, those experiences and those emotional responses. And today I thought it, it might be it might be somewhat valuable to just talk about the practical aspects of the healing process you know i mean what what does that look like and and you know for those in the listening audience who either have had an abortion experience in their past or who um are uh, know somebody who has had an abortion experience in their past they should give us a call at bethesda at 614-309-0157 there's somebody that really cares that's going to that's that's waiting to hear from you and somebody that will make your uh, transition into this process, I think, as as peaceful and as comfortable as possible. Yep. But let's talk about the process, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we um, and what's the first step? What do you do? I mean, uh, so you you came to a realization at some point that you needed to go through something, sure. right? Yes. So walk us through that, and then let's talk about the first yes. steps. Um, for me, the first step was calling somebody and saying, hey, is this really happening? I'd hate to show up and nobody be there. Oh, well, this is true. Um, or you'd be the only one there, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I, didn't know, I don't know if I wanted a crowd or to be alone. I wasn't sure at that point. But um, calling, making sure you know the meeting is happening, uh, kind of how, where do I go? How do I find this place? Um, and then the hardest part really is like opening that door and walking through it. 
because it's scary. Mm-hmm. You think these people are going to know. Of course, they're there because they've had an abortion experience. So, right. so you know, it's so that, you're going to know about them too, right? I mean, right, if, right. Uh, it's kind of a right, but it's it's scary. Um, but you know, walking through that door for the first time is it it is scary, but it is um, wonderful, grace filled experience everyone there at bethesda is just very welcoming and warm and has been has walked in in my shoes had walked in my shoes so it it was very um it was it was far less scary than i thought it was going to be so what were you most scared about what scared you the most just Walking into the unknown. I mean, I didn't know these people. I didn't know who I was going to see there. It wasn't so much that I knew that they were going to know about me, but I just didn't know them. And um, it's just the walking into the unknown. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, that you can understand that, right? You're just like walking into a room of strangers. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with doing that when... It's not the topic of abortion experience. Well, or or not as private and personal ex, uh, a topic, I guess. Correct. Because, I mean, AA is the same thing. When I, the first AA meeting I walked into, was, I, I just cried. Right, <laughs> I mean, right. I'm a crybaby anyway, but right. it, uh, uh, I, you know, you just, the first time you say, hey, I'm Tim Welsh and I'm an alcoholic, it's like, geez, oh, Pete, it, it's... right. And everybody's there for the same reason, for healing and, um, and 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 on the same journey. But it's still scary to walk into that. Yeah. So, um, but it was, you know, I I always tell this in my in my story that um, I was just, you know, people were saying hello to me, what's your name, and you know, I could barely get out my name, and then this kind, um, um. Advocate, or... advocate. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't think of the word. Mm-hmm. She just put her arm around me and said, "Hey, you want to go to the chapel?" Mm-hmm. And took me to the chapel. I just, you know, I just sat there and cried. I. She never said anything to me or anything, and you know, I wanted to explain myself, and 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 she just, you know, sat there and listened and smiled like she knew that. I was beginning my journey to healing, but it was, it was a beautiful thing and um, far less scary the second time I walked in. Yeah. So, so the phone weighs about 700 pounds. Exactly. You know, and, yes. and the door is, the door is like opening up a, a vault in a bank or something. It, right. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not hard light. to do and it's yeah. hard to turn off the car in the parking lot and take, you know, open the car door and all that stuff. Yes. But so so from there um uh where do you go? I mean from there what what happens next and you know what's the beginning of that process? What's the first hurdle you kind of have to get over and all of that? Um the first hurdle is just sitting well, I mean we sit down and have a meal together mm-hmm. at Bethesda and so again you're having a meal with strangers they're chattering away like you know it's like a never 
you know, just like a normal day and, and, and you're terrified. You're just sitting there like listening and trying to eat and, you know, be part of this group and um, share a meal together. And it's always very lovely. And then we go to the chapel and that's how we start our meetings. We start our meetings in the chapel and Father Dean, you know, does has somebody do the readings from the day and then he'll talk talk on that a little bit kind of how it relates to healing pro the healing process and then um there's availability for uh confession if anybody wants to go to confession can do that there as well and then we move on into the session room into the kind of living room and where we begin our session and, and work through the workbook. So um, you and I have talked a little bit about it. I was trying to, a few weeks back, I realized I was trying to remember the first time you and I ever had dinner together. Right. We ever ate a meal together, because yes. I think that's a really defining moment in a relationship. When, you know, like if you were to slop your food all over your face or something, I might not have taken, I might not have, you know. Chewed with my mouth open or, or yeah, something. Or, or that you would know, probably be slobbered or anything. I kind of, I, I or used the wrong fork for your salad. No, it wasn't, wasn't quite like that. But, <laughs> but the point is that you know there's there's a there's a def, uh, there's a defining motion, moment in in relationships, and I think some of it sometimes includes the breaking of bread. I mean, that's that's a yeah. kind of a biblical thing. Even you know you you sit down, and that's what builds community in many yeah. cases, and um and then and then the value of of actually having a chapel on site at mm-hmm. at the Bethesda at the five porticos yes. uh is what the place is called um uh can you speak to those two things about how that did did that cause more stress less stress is it was it what, what were the what were your feelings then sure i think the the breaking of bread together is it, that's there was some anxiety there because um, I just wanted to get on with it, right? I didn't really want to be distracted by let's sit down and eat or, you know, and then moving into the chapel was beautiful, but I didn't really appreciate it at first. You know, when I, you know, in the, in kind of in the flow of the meeting, because again, my, objective was okay i've started this process i'm going to get through it i need to check off these boxes and be healed and be done so it was a little bit distracting honestly for me i i wanted to know okay when do i begin the healing you know i didn't appreciate like you're talking about breaking a bread and being in the chapel i certainly enjoy those things but that first meeting it was it was a little bit unknown there was a lot of unknown so i just you know you know me i just wanted to get done with it yeah and and i think that brings up a really valuable point and that is that everybody walks through the same journey taking different footsteps right i mean so so you you are a box checker right you, you, Absolutely. I, i've done this click 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 all the way down the line there are other people who who need a little more time before they check that box you know right. I mean, there there's there are other people that that sort of need that 
I don't know where I don't really know what the right word is, but they they need that sort of community building and they need that sort of of um, uh, encouragement and all that kind of stuff. You're more of a person that just checks checks the box. And yeah. I've, I've yeah. gotten that done. But I think um, and I think that's a real valuable thing. And I think that's probably why. The breaking, you know, the the meal, sharing a meal, and 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 then going to the chapel and all that kind of stuff are really a, a kind of an important aspect of at least what Bethesda does with its healing process, with its mm-hmm. healing program. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have, you know, I, I as I think about the anxiety of the first time you and I ever had a meal together, it's all, you know, golly, what do I order? Is there something I shouldn't order? Should I order too much or not enough? And how much should I eat? I'll and all have this the other surf stuff. And turf. And, They'll have the surf and turf and and extra potatoes or something. You know, I, you know, you don't want to you, you don't want to overdo. Right. And and the, that anxiety is gone because the meals are 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 given by volunteers. Yes. But, but um, well, let, let's let's dive into that a little bit more. You're, you're listening to uh, Triumph on Saint Gabriel Radio in Columbus, Ohio. Um, this is a show about God's mercy and forgiveness for those who are navigating the, the sometimes rather stormy waters of an abortion experience in their past. And mm-hmm. I'm Tim Welsh, and I'm here with my wife, Jo. Um, we, long story short, we had an abortion experience in 1977, 8? 77. 7, 1977. And um, we have worked our way through. Joe's done most of the heavy lifting but we've worked our way through the healing process and are deeply in love with each other today. And it's really expanded our relationship, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, it's really yeah. changed what, what, how we feel about each other and how we talk to each yeah. other and everything else. And I think the, we were, as we were talking on the way in, Uh-oh. I, I, did, I did read a paragraph out of our book, which is called Living in Color, which is what the goal of... Um, healing is to live in color not just live in that black and white kind of world and um i love what she that what the author said that in a couple of months you may you may hardly recognize yourself mm-hmm. and i don't think um going into it i ever thought i would be any different or feel different or people would think of me differently but i i totally believe that there are days when i do hardly recognize myself anymore hmm. just because i think it is it's been such a growth experience and um and you know richie our son he wrote me for mother's day and said that he was very proud of me because he feels like I have just grown so much in the last year or so. I know that doesn't, isn't the, it isn't probably a result totally of my healing, but it certainly is part of it. And um, I don't think I would be the person I am today if I hadn't really gone through all of this healing well, I, I I agree with you. I don't think it's a direct result of the healing per se, yeah. but it certainly has allowed you to um, uh, 
to sort of accept that growth that's been placed in front of you, right? right? You're more yeah. you're more capable of of accepting those things than you were before. Correct. And and I think that's I think that's a great message for the listening audience is, is that you know it. And if you if you read, I'd like for you to read that the rest of the paragraph. But and it it in part kind of says you know this isn't going to be this may not be that easy, right? right. I mean, right. but at the end. Uh, you'll see a new you, and you'll see a, a, a rejuvenated you, and yeah. a forgiven you. Yeah. Most importantly. Yeah. And and for the listening folks, um, the whole paragraph is recovery and healing from abortion require digging into places you would rather not disturb. Please understand that uprooting pain and getting rid of it are necessary parts of the process. The path may become a little bleaker before it becomes brighter. However, consider how you are feeling right now. Is this how you want to live forever? Now consider how you will feel having your recovery and healing behind you. In a couple of months, you may hardly recognize yourself. Yeah. I love that. It's good stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If, if, if there were, if there were, um, uh, some things that you were there some things that you just could not let go of for a while i mean we're you know as you as you walk through this you know the, some of the stuff is like you gotta you gotta dive in you gotta do kind of a deep dive right yeah, into yeah, into emotional yeah. stuff and right. psychological stuff and yeah i probably my big the biggest aha for me was you know you go through looking at your childhood and kind of who you were before and after and you know, kind of look at maybe why you went down that path. But one of the big things that I always um, talk about in in our sessions, um, not always, but there's a big part uh, of a chapter dealing with anger. And, you know, I, I was a firm believer that I didn't have any anger, that I'd never got angry. I didn't have anger toward anyone. But as I got into that more, I realized that I did have, you know, anger. Anger is such a strong word, I guess. Maybe that, maybe it was the word, you know, that I was maybe disappointed. See, I can't even get, I can't even get angry about angry. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get angry about being angry. Very nice. Yeah. you're angelic, dear. That's, That's true. Um, but you know what I mean? It was that word that seems so strong. Like, I'm not angry, like, um, so angry that I'm out of, I think of anger as being out of control. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really how I was. I was more uber in control, more controlling. So when I think about anger, that was one of the things that I just could not I, I couldn't accept that I was angry, but as I've worked through it and just the process of this book is amazing how it just peels back all the stuff and um, uh, there are prompts so that, you know, like, oh, you may be feeling like this, this and this, and you're reading it going, wait, yes, I feel like that. That's anger. Okay. I guess I have anger. Yeah. Well, and sometimes that anger is more of a sort of an iceberg effect, you know, where you just you, you just 
you, you've got a little tip of it above the mm-hmm. above the water line, mm-hmm. and then you've got this gigantic mass underneath the water line. Yeah. And that's I think that's a I think that's what a lot of us. I mean, I don't think I'm angry at at all, but I'm I, there are some things that anger me. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, and I think that's a valuable yeah. point. And you make the point and always have about the whole beach ball effect of this um, that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're holding a beach ball underwater for so long because if you let go of it, it's just going to fly up out of the out of the water and make a big splash, and everybody's going to see it. Yeah, and you, that's kind of a fearful, fearful yeah. moment. Yeah. So let's get back to okay, yeah. let's get back to the next step. So, so you've you've uh, recognized the need. Yes. You uh, recognize sort of the context of of what you're going to go through you, you 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 know that it's it's going to be a journey you know that it's going to be uh difficult there's going to be some old wounds that you're you're you've never wanted to dig up again correct um and you slowly over the course of time uh do that so what what's the what's the first sort of topic you you tackle uh in any in any uh, healing. I mean, you've been through a couple of healing programs, dear. I mean, one of them has been Living in Color, but there have been some others. So, what's the first? What are you? What are you challenged with first? To just start looking at the challenge. You know, confronting the challenge of healing. I mean, you've got to just start looking at yourself, like admitting. I guess maybe that's the biggest challenge is just admitting, yes, I was part of this. This was my choice. I did this. Now let's move to the process of why this all happened. Who was I? Was there any um, relationship between how I was brought up versus, you know, when when were you happy? That's, that's such an interesting question that I always... Um, find in these books it's like when were you the happiest describe your happiest uh, that's that was always difficult for me before i went into healing because i i don't know that i thought i was ever happy that i um i was just too wrapped up in um protecting myself and not no one finding out but there were the, you defined uh those moments as, uh, of happiness as really when you were much younger right 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 yeah oh yeah like when you're just a little kid right yeah i wouldn't i would never um describe after uh, i guess after my abortion experience i wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I think there were happy moments, but I, I couldn't, I was too clouded by um, just the pain that I was experiencing, not really understanding it, but just never really having that joy. Yeah, I, but I think that's a really important distinction. I mean, I think there's a big difference between joy and happiness, right? I mean, right. I can be happy eating chocolate cake for instance, mm, right? Uh, yeah. Yum. But I, I, that doesn't really necessarily bring me joy. Yeah. I mean, I can yeah. be, I can yeah. kind of be joyful for a little bit, but it does, it's not a lasting thing. Happiness is just so transient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But joy is, is much more long lasting. So 
Are, are those happy? If you were if you were asked today, and I know I know you're working with other women um, uh, to walk them through this process as well, and that's that's a great testimony to your character, dear. That's I know you're helping a lot of women. But the the if you were asked today, when has that changed? Oh, definitely. I mean, when you're happy, like yeah. if you were asked today, when were the hap- happiest moments of your life? Is that different today than it was when you were asked the first time at Bethesda? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to ask me to tell you how the happy moments are you right now. <laughs> well, alphabetically or in order of importance, whichever way you want to. Whichever this way you want to. This is why I like them. to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's no, but I, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, joy and happiness are different. It, happiness is kind of fleeting. Um, but I, I, they're tied together and I never, but I never felt joy. And I, I know we're talking about happiness, but I want to talk about joy. Okay. I just, I never felt it. You know, now I think about um, just, I was very, I had a lot of anxiety about what, you know, our children were doing and what parent doesn't, right? And, but now I can kind of just relax in the fact that they're, that's their life and I'm happy for them. And that brings me joy that we have, you know, great relationships and I don't have to hide behind anything anymore. So that didn't really answer your question, but that's kind of how I'm feeling. It answered somebody's question. <laughs> I mean, there's somebody out there had had the question that you just answered, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know who that was, but I, God bless you, whoever you are out there. That's uh, there you go. That's that's great. Well, so I didn't think we were going to tackle. I'm happy this. right now. You you seem happy right now, <laughs> and I I think I. I I've told you this a million times that you are much more joyful today than you were 10 years ago and much happier today. I think you're happy today anyway. I think our relationship is a joyful one and I think our relationship has grown immensely since we've, we've been through this and specifically since you've been through the process. I didn't think we were going to be able to cover this in one session. So we're, we're, we'll, we'll do a part two next time and maybe a part three the time after that. Um, if I answer the questions. If you that answer you the ask. right questions, yes, <laughs> maybe. Or we'll just vote you off the island. <laughs> so um, thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Triumph. Uh, it's a show about God's mercy and forgiveness for those who have had an abortion experience in their past. And I'm Tim Welsh, and I'm uh, deeply in love with my partner here, Joe, of 43 years. My gosh. Thanks for joining us on St. Gabriel Radio. God bless all of you. Have a great rest of the day. Then-